Hello and welcome to episode 64 of Q&A Quest. Um, the special Don't Get Eaten by a Gru Commodore 64 edition. Uh, I'm your host Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always... I, my RAM is expanded, but my disk drive peripheral has been sadly cancelled. David McBurney, family minister. <laughs> <laughs> and over here we have... Can't think of enough good PC jokes to say anything right now, Michael Baker from Japan. It's okay, I made a I made an N64 joke, I didn't even think about Commodore. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, it is episode 64, so we will probably mostly be talking about N64. I don't think anyone... Try and stop me. I don't think anyone well, sent Commodore 64 questions. Sorry to all Commodore 64, 64C, 128, and all the other strange variations of that computer. All I can remember is the line from Weird Al Yankovic's All About the Pentiums. <laughs> you think the Commodore 64 is really neato? What kind of chip you got in there, Dorito? <laughs> oh, man. Memories. <clears throat> the fun fact that even over well over a decade later, every single insult in that song still works. <laughs> uh, it's weird to think of when the Pentium brand was at the height of its power, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the one word in the title is the only thing that really dates that song. <laughs> it's, uh, we could sit here and discuss how the Pentium 4 destroyed itself, but it's probably not that interesting. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, and yeah. <laughs> not that interesting. <coughs> Processors are weird. Especially old ones. I would say the entire industry is weird. Yeah. You just have to keep digging down and finding one more layer and one more layer and one more layer of incredibly bizarre onions. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm sure that like the last 20 years of processors all from Intel all being vulnerable to like horrible branch prediction issues, nothing could go wrong. Yeah, it's all patched now. It's, it's all patched. It's all good. It's all it's patched. All Enjoy your 20% performance, Ted. <laughs> oh, I've noticed it. It's freaking awful. <laughs> <laughs> not not pleased, to say the least. I don't think anyone is, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <sighs> well, that's uh, that was a masturbatory... Uh... <laughs> Discussion. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, we discussed let's, some. Let's like, keep your fetishes out of it, please. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh heavens! I didn't say I was the one masturbating here. Uh, well, then you're making some awful <coughs> processes in every sense of the word. It's true. <laughs> so we we have some questions, but we've been some of us have been playing Secret of Mana, and I I think we want to talk about it some more. So we're going to do that instead of jumping. I like how you questions. said some of us. Is <laughs> Sorry. I feel like sorry, I'm Dave. in the reject club. I'm sorry. I'll go over here now. No, it's okay. You're probably better off not to have nostalgia for this weird yet awesome game. So, you know, it's all good. It's a weird game. And really playing the remake, remake it's like, this is a weird, janky game, and I still like it, and I probably shouldn't, but it's a lot of fun. What an endorsement. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking of different comments made about, about Secret of Mana on the boards, like the thing about the stairs. Oh yeah, the stairs, which like yeah, honestly, I never really me. thought 
I never saw much actually wrong with the stairs in the first game for some reason because I thought, okay, just the little thing is like they're walking up and down the stairs. I mean, I've seen I've seen much worse stairwells managed in many other games. Some of them RPG Maker, where you can't even really tell that they're going up or down at all. So I mean, it seemed to work. I mean, have you had any? actual um oddities happening in the game it's in the remake um yeah. i've been having some strange issues with magic from time to time especially going into the second half of the game nothing i can really recall offhand or at least nothing that nothing that um i didn't see in the original game like there's, well, some, there's some weird things well, where you can like uh avoid getting damaged by attacks by timing like a cure spell at the right time um, well, that's, that was that was in the original game, too. If, yeah. if you managed to take the cure spell at the right time, you could avoid dying. Oh, yeah. As long as the cure spell went off before you saw the Reaper, you were okay. So, um, but no, I'm thinking, like, th- I mean, this has only really started happening in bosses since about the Imperial Castle onward. But if it, things are really busy and, like, different... Um, characters are casting magic, especially with the with the sprite. Sometimes the spell doesn't happen, hmm. and then twenty to thirty seconds later, it suddenly happens. I haven't seen that. It's been happening quite often with me. <clears throat> I wonder if maybe it's a. There's probably different bug. You're playing the on the Vita, right? Yep. I'll bet you there's different bugs on the Vita than there is. Uh... Quite oh, yeah, possible. PS4 version. I mean, it's like okay, he's casting the spell. <laughs> the appears. We have we have the uh, initial animation from the spirit. Then he doesn't lose any MP at first. Nothing happens. And then when I try to, I wonder what's going on. And I try to cast a different spell. Suddenly he casts the one before. <laughs> That's very weird. Have you had any more crashes? Mm, four. So I've had four total in the game so far. The oh. most recent one was while fighting Gorgon Bull um, in the Temple of Light. Hmm. It actually happened. I think it happened because I was trying to whack him while the identify spell was going off on him. Interesting. Yeah. <coughs> I've only had the one, and I don't even remember what I was doing when it was happened. So, but, I mean, I've seen lots of people complaining, so <clears throat> I must have just lucked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's still not as bad as the very first version of Secret of Mana published in Japan, um, but that's because Square in the Famicom days, Super Famicom days was... Inter- uh, what's the right word here? Blase in its quality assurance. Mm. At least for the first printing. Would that be the right way of describing it? I think so. It's like, oh, we have a bug that could potentially corrupt the entire RAM and delete all of your save files. Oh, I'm sure nobody's ever going to find that. (laughs) What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I mean, it's only connected to the interesting special ability for the little girl with the paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oopsie-daisy. 
Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a lot wrong with uh, SNES era square code. Uh, well, let's see what some of the other comments are. Uh, no, the MP refilling at every level up was that? Did that happen in the in the original? No, I didn't think so. It was. It was actually. Wait a minute. The MP did. Um, I'm, what I'm thinking is usually after a boss, the hit points would also recover. Yeah, but not MP. Um, I don't really recall if MP completely recovered after a level up. I'm happy that it does. Yeah, it makes uh, things a lot easier. Like so much so that. Um <clears throat> um, I wasn't going to ends very much, so I had like a huge backlog of like the character, the character scenes. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm, I was like already uh, in the Empire, and they're still like talking about um, being stuck in the Highlands and stuff like that. Oh, they all have to play out in order. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They don't. Oops. I, I know. I've had some that were topical, and some that were reminiscing on the. Sprite Forest. So, but yeah, um, as far as I can tell, I'm not getting hit any more or less than I did in the original game. It's just that once you know what you're doing and how to avoid things properly, it's really easy to avoid getting damaged for quite a long time. Yeah. Especially since, um, again, as in the original, if you hit an enemy and it goes down and you keep whacking at it, even though it won't show the damage initially, as soon as it gets back up, it'll show damage. Mm -hmm. And it will probably die. So, um... Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else about it. <coughs> um... How far are you? Well, the Light Temple. I crashed last night and... Decided, you know, I'm just going to put it away for tonight. Uh, Go to and, bed. Uh, <clears throat> I made it into the... Pretty far into the Pure Lands now. <coughs> uh, so well, with, the, with the ambulatory Griffin's feet? Correct, yes. Uh, and I was actually grinding lots of those to get enough money to get all the good armor. Which, uh... You know, I I have yet to actually need to grind again in this game. Um, the only time I bothered to was, like, right um, right after I got the girl, and she wants to go into the witch's forest, and I want to go to Gaia's Naval, and I don't want to go alone. <laughs> so you have to get a certain distance. You have to survive a certain distance into the witch's forest in order to convince <coughs> you. And surviving that long is actually pretty tough when you first walk in, so you actually have to gain two levels or so just to be able to survive. Yeah, and that's the only time I've bothered to do any leveling in this game. <laughs> yeah, I really haven't had to do too much either. Um, I mean, I just walked straight into the item shop in Gold City and just bought everything. <laughs> and true, I didn't really have much money again until I sold back the stuff I was previously wearing, but I could still afford everything in Gold City. Nice. Where they... Where the NPCs even talk about how inflated the prices are. Because <coughs> they're just, 
<laughs> and the fact that the entire island is sinking under the weight. <laughs> yeah, and you know, speaking of Gold City, that reminds me of uh, a weird thing that was definitely in the original that happens here too, that after you uh, finish the Light Temple, like the mayor of the city doesn't his dialogue doesn't change at all to reflect the fact that uh, he no longer has the spirit there to generate gold for him. It's kind of weird. Well, I mean, technically, <coughs> he lost access to it a long time before because a spy stole the key to the tower. Oh, that's right. You're right. But, again, this is, a, this is an early 90s Squaresoft game. MPC dialogue was not at its best as an art form at that time. Hmm. Okay. Uh, <coughs> like, I'm I'm enjoying some of the new monsters designs better than others. I mean, I still miss my funny little dude, Dark Priests, and I really liked it when the snake boss looked more like one of those segmented snake toys that you buy from the truck stop gift um, gift um, gift stores. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the more realistic looking snake boss didn't really do it for me. Yeah. Me but, neither. Yeah. I mean, some of them I liked it a little more cartoony. I, I, re I mean, I know you, I think you mentioned or somebody else mentioned in the Secret of Mana thread about how they'd recycled some stuff from the original game. Yeah. But that doesn't really do it justice because they improved it quite a bit, too. I'm thinking like this, the vampire. Sprite, yes, yes, that's true. Definitely, which, I mean, the general design and the face were definitely lifted from the Game Boy game. But the animation and the expressions and the fact that he actually snaps his fingers before he drains you with a spell. Yeah, I forgot about I, that. I, <laughs> he still does that in the, the new game's animation, but I really liked the design more for the slightly more cartoony guy from the original Secret of Mana. Yeah. I've forgotten about a lot of that. <clears throat> I mean, there's, just, there's just all sorts of things like... In the first game, in the original game, if you or when you get blown out of a cannon, it actually sees you or it shows you spiraling and hurtling over the world map, and it doesn't in the remake. Hmm. I'm like, oh, that was fun. But at the same time, since I'm playing this in Japanese, I'm noticing <coughs> I play sometimes <coughs> random bits of dialogue from the localization are stuck in my head. <laughs> So I can compare and contrast Japanese and English, and I'm thinking, you know, they did a pretty good job for 1993. Um, just some of the the wording is just a little different at times, and um, one one of my favorites, um, the the cannon guy near the Mushroom Kingdom, when you ask him to go to the desert, in Japanese he just says like, okay, I'm not sure if I have enough gunpowder for that, but sure. And in English, it's like, the desert, huh? You know, I've never really tried to go that far. <laughs> oh, well, let's try. <laughs> so, um, I do like, I, I do remember a lot of the characterizations, and while most of them could have gone a lot more, they still are an improvement over the Japanese, usually. That's normal. Ooh. 
for any other comments that might be interesting, but um, everyone seems to have had at least one crash, both on Vita and PS4, so. Yeah. It stinks, but uh, hopefully they'll patch it up at some point. Hmm. They said it's. I mean, they they have the auto save feature, so as long as you remember it's there and don't exit, don't accidentally up upload up the wrong save <laughs> file. Um, that only happened once. Um, but yeah, all things considered, it it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. Oh. I mean, for what it is, it's a fun little game and. It's not appreciably any better or worse than the original. Nope. Yeah. It's obviously mostly more accessible than the original, depending on what systems you have. Yeah, and your definition of accessible. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, the Vita version, it's a portable version, which you haven't really had, so there's that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's um, Still recommend people oh. give it a try. I should have my review some relatively soon. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm still thinking if I ever get a Switch, I'm definitely getting the collection on there as well, just because the Switch has much easier multiplayer functions. Yeah, I picked. I, I imported I mean, that. It's I, a nice little collection. I mean, <laughs> like, I've been down to the local shopping center in the food court and seeing a kid who had brought in his Switch and some other kids who had brought in their Switch, and they just detached the controllers and they were all playing four player something. Oh nice. <laughs> Next to me. I'm like, cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. The insistence that each Joy-Con have as many buttons as a Super NES controller helps that. Yes. I mean it is the the Switch controllers are definitely designed with the idea of let's make it possible to do two person multiplayer with a single control pad. And then and it's not always the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's impressive they managed it. And then make it possible to link in a different we uh, different switches control pad into another one in order to give four player without extra <laughs> anything. So, so again, go, going to show what it means to have a game system designed by a company that actually grew out of a toy and game background. <laughs> As opposed to Sony's hardware-heavy background or Microsoft's digital everything background. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah the makers of MS-DOS. Yeah, you know the X-Bone's original DRM plan could only have come from a software engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, never has so much times. market share been killed in one fell swoop. Yeah, it's pretty and rough. Of course, <laughs> and of course, Sony's Sony's response to that with how to share your games on a P PlayStation Four, <laughs> <laughs> which was sheer genius. <clears throat> yes, but yeah. Okay, so any other commentary on? The, I, did you ever play Secret of Mana? 
No, I've never given it a proper playthrough. I've played the first hour, and I've played the last hour through strange circumstances, but I've never played the actual game. (laughs) You should give it a try sometime, just because it is one of those nice little games. Um, Yeah. I I know Mac, I I think it was Mac, wasn't very up on the graphics for the original. Hmm. Seems strange. I really like the sprite work from what I've seen. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's not the best sprite work I've ever seen, but for 1993... It's pretty good. Considering Squaresoft's other games at the time were like Final Fantasy IV or Mystic Quest, with the little super deformed sprites that looked like some like an elephant had sat on Mario. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it was definitely at the top of the game for that time, twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think, was it Strawberry who asked the question about Seek and Second Densetsu 3? I believe so. Let me... I'm looking at the thing right now. Since we are on the, we're almost on the topic. Yes. Uh, Let's do the topic. Um, uh, I don't think it was Strawberry that asked about 3. Fantasy game, Chronicles, Villains... I believe, this, villains, I believe that was a Budai special. Yeah. Okay. Let's see, here it is. David made an offhand comment in this episode that made me wonder something. He said Secret of Man 2 jokingly, but if Square decided to remake or just release Psychondense Setsu 3, what would they call it in the US? You would have a few choices with literal translation Secret of Mana 2, Secret of Mana 3, or just going with its original name. If you had to guess, uh, which would you think they would pick? There are, well, there are a few reasons why each may cause some confusion. Well, I mean, the original name, Secret of Mana 3, or 2, was given to it by the fans back in the late 90s and mm-hmm. early aughts emulation scene because there really there wasn't any other game in the series yet. And like then, we, we had Final Fantasy Adventure, but people it wasn't well documented. It's like, oh, that's Secret of Mana 0, I guess. Yeah. Um, but... No, I'm talking about the name scheme because that was mm. right. Um, that was before Legend of Mana came out, or Dawn of Mana, or Heroes of Mana, or Children of Mana. Yeah. So the answer to this is pretty easily: let's just pick some random cool look, cool looking noun and tack of Mana after it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be Illusion of Mana. It could be Legacy of Mana. Ooh, Illusion it, of Mana. <laughs> yeah. I like. Yeah. I the mean, only thing that would. The only thing that would give them pause is just the fact that, like, wanting to play up that this is the direct sequel to your most favoritist one, but I'm not Except sure if that would really mean much sequel. now. Yeah. At the time, they would have, like, if it, if this was coming out in, like, 2002, or two, or when they were doing the World of Mana M initiative, they might have tried to pull that, but nowadays, it's like, it wouldn't even make sense. Like, you would just, you would put in the ad copy that this is Seiken Densetsu 3, the people that would care about that would care, and otherwise you would give it a new name. Yeah. As long as you have of mana on it, it's like tales of whatever, you know what the series is. I mean... Which does does remind you that at one point (laughs) they actually tried to market Tales games as, oh, I guess we're not going to call it Tales of Eternia, it's Tales of Destiny 2. Wait, there's a Tales of Destiny 2. Shit. Well, no, Tales of Destiny 2 happened after Tales of Eternia. Yeah, yeah, but it's one of those things where, like, they they ran into the problems with that. I, I've heard that there was also just issues with the name Eternia, but it was one of those things where I think for a while they really did think they were just going to market it as, like, oh, they're all Tales of Destiny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, Eternia, that was the name of the 
planet for He-Man, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's what that's people where... think the rights tie-up might have been. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense. Um, okay. Tales of Destiny is just generic enough a name that I could see someone trying to sell that as, like, just the series title. Yeah. Especially since it's a plural to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, okay, getting back to Seiken 3, um, yeah, just, like, Destiny of Mana, for that matter. I mean... Sure. <laughs> just something with the proper gravitas of Mana. Yeah. It's not Anything portentous enough. Yeah. So... So, um, Wheels, did you ever play Secret of Ma or Second Densetsu Three? I have, yes. Yeah. Did not so like. So, which characters did you use? Oh God. Um... Because again, for the audience, if you don't know, Second Densetsu Three has six possible main characters, and you can choose any combination of three as your first, second, and third. And the final I boss. They each other a lot better than others. Yeah. Some of them handle better than others. Some of them have more interesting stories than others, and. There are three separate final villains and bosses based depending on which character you choose as your primary. Hmm. I think I used... Uh, I did, uh, used... I switched it up a few times, but I think the longest I played, I used like the knight-looking guy, the, mm -hmm. the sprite, and... Uh, I think... It's a girl, I think... Maybe the the Meiji one, the one um, from the Mage Kingdom. Right? You may you may do <laughs> too, just out of your party loadout. Yeah. So yeah, so it sounds like you probably had the Demon Prince as the final boss if you got that far. I don't think I made it to the end. Yeah. Emulator troubles. Oh. Uh, it was a tough to emulate game for a while. Um, yeah, a lot of the late Super Famicom games were just because of all the special chipsets and the mm -hmm. different layering on the graphics. I, I remember having some problems with several of them just until I figured out how to turn off and toggle different layers of graphics. And turn There's the FF5 ghost ship dungeon that every guide had like a mention of this is how you get through the thing yes, that the that emulator's not transparently... Yes, that was one. Terranigma had a few spots with sandstorms where you just had to toggle one layer in order to be able to see anything. Uh, it, I remember it turned, some, turned some stuff weird around the edges, but you could see. Remember, At least you could play the game. I remember yeah. trying to play the Final Fantasy V fan translation. There were all kinds of like layering issues. Like uh, in the ship graveyard, you go like the part where you're going underwater and. Uh, yeah, it's not transparent at all. Yeah, <laughs> the character would yeah, go underwater and then was, you'd be stuck. That was the primary thing. Yeah, <laughs> it fixed that with some of the later editions of the emulator, but back when it was first popular, oh man. But yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember the farthest I made it in Seiken Detsu Three. I was fighting like a, I don't, I don't know if it was a mana beast or some kind of thing on top of a tower, and an, oh, the moon beast. Yeah, yeah. And I think I had some kind of crash there. Yeah. And yeah, I wonder so, if yeah. I might still have that save game somewhere. <laughs> look, look into that. Wheels returns to a long ago fight. Well, I I had like a folder of emulators that I used to bring from computer to com 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 ugh, computer to computer, and uh, so I probably still have the save. Mm. That makes sense. I was I was looking through some CDs, looking for um, some of my old backup 
copies of stuff I'd written, and I found a copy of a Super Nintendo emulator and Romancing Saga 2 ROM, which <laughs> I obviously no longer need. But hey, apparently about 15 years ago, I decided to save it. Important. Save the precious things. I, unfortunately, I could not find any of the files I was actually looking for. Which means that they almost certainly died three or four laptops ago. I usually use a new laptop as a sign from God to purge the, with fire everything that I had before and start again. <laughs> yeah. Well, when it's creative writing assignments, I'd rather not. Um, mm. But I know I know what some of the things were, and I will be rewriting them in the eventual future. When it's creative writing, I feel even more certain that I must destroy it before I become embarrassed by it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just how I react to everything I've ever done, so... Oh, uh, no, nah, you get over that eventually. One day. Hey, I still have, as one of the final pieces of fanfiction ever submitted to the RP Gamer site, I still have a story listed under Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> when did they stop taking fanfiction on the site? Uh, late 2006. Hmm. It's a little later than what I expected. Yeah, I, w- um, I contributed to the second-to-last fanfiction contest of that year and of all time. Um, mainly because I was down, I was sick in bed with mono for six weeks that summer, and I really Ooh. needed something. Might as well do something with your time. Yes, um, I'm not going much of anywhere. I mean, I barely managed to make it down to the corner supermarket one time. Barely. Um, so, but yeah, that was a fun story. Um, Everybody, go read it sometime. The title was Gallery of Rogues. <laughs> Still there for your perusal. Yes. Yeah. Were we still talking about second and sets two three? I think we left this. To, I think we finished oh, it. We left it sometime <sighs> well. But yeah, um, the boss had some very interesting bosses with the the um, sacred beasts. Which, in some of the more recent Manda games, that w- the word was translated into Benevadon, apparently. Hmm. Um, they appear in Children of Mana, kind of. You, apparently, you can talk to them in a side quest. It would have been really helpful if I had been able to find out about that side quest while I was still trying to level up during that game. Because hmm. um, I found out about them after I beat the game. <laughs> and, and so I just Googled to figure, find out what they actually say to you, and it's not really worth the effort if you don't <laughs> game. Um, so that's why it's currently um, in an envelope en route to wheels right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, wondering if that had been sent since last year. <coughs> yep. But yeah, some of the boss designs were really interesting, like the Moon Beast, which was, in fact, a like a lion-headed version of King Kong. That you Rad. had on top of a tower with its, while well, it was standing, looking down at you, and you're at the top of the tower, and you're just nice. whacking it in the nose to try and survive. I'm into that. That sounds good. Yeah, I play that. And then the the wood element um, god beast was this giant demonic pumpkin with arms that looked almost exactly like Tropicalo, the boss from Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. So, which was kind of interesting there and so there were eight of these things and they were all very interesting battles 
I wonder. I wonder if they'll uh, actually reach a point where, like, if they remake Seiken Densetsu three, I can't imagine them continuing the string of remakes. It seems like they'll kind of have to move on to uh, new games, just because the rest of the games after that become much more controversial. For the Mana series, or just in general? For for the Mana series. Yeah, I mean, Legend. Legend was fun. Oh, I love Legend, but it's a much more controversial like thing to remake because it's like it's such a. Oh, it's a quasi game. Yeah, I mean it's second division, and I still remember playing that. And some of my college friends were in the background reading along with the dialogue, and several of these guys were taking Zen One Hundred and One that that semester, and they were going like, "These are some of the best koans we've ever heard." <laughs> <laughs> it's like. The cow is not here. It is in my mind. Yeah, we are uh, penguins, but we may be human. Uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I love that it's game. A, it has a very specific mood to it that few other games would ever commit to. Yes. Thankfully, it committed to it. Yeah. Even if, sometime, even if some people think that the developer should have been committed. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad that like, someone got to spread a unique vision that no one else would make. Yep. I mean, I remember some people a um, couple, almost a decade back, being very upset because the game's final boss was a very weak villain, and I'm like, the final boss was not a villain. You had three other really awesome villains that you had to get through in order to find the final boss. Final <laughs> boss was a denouement. Okay? It, she was just the culmination of the story. She was not the villain. That's an important part of storytelling that a lot of games like wouldn't actually attempt. Yes, and the the backlash from players who really just didn't get it, it, it kind of proves why they don't do it that often. <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, there's no story. It's like, there's plenty of story. There's three stories. If they cut it into three parts, you'd think that each one was a pretty decent story. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's more ways to tell a story than uh, just typical linear JRPG. Mm-hmm. Narratives <laughs> can take many shapes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. Oh. Alright. Can we get to some of the other questions? Mm-hmm. Um, why don't one of you read a Strawberry Eggs question? Because it's very long and I'm afraid I will start coughing. Would you like to take the honors, or shall I? I might as well. Okay, so... First, please note that these responses are for episode 62, as I hadn't finished listening to it before this episode went up. Uh Anyway, one example I can think of for a villain that doesn't show up until the end is also from a Final Fantasy game. Rame from Crystal Chronicles. There are a handful of allusions to him, but he is never mentioned by name until the very end. I actually rather liked how the game pulled it off, but I can see why the end game reveal would annoy some people. That, of course, reminded me of why I still consider Rame to be one of my most favorite RPG villains, despite how little screen time he gets. He got exactly what he wanted and kept it for untold centuries, maybe even millennia. A terrible world full of tragedies that gives him painful memories he feeds on, and the toxic miasma that gives him power. He has no reason to reveal himself because the world is already in his grasp. And that that got me thinking of a question. Who do you believe are the most successful villains in RPGs? Hmm. I would definitely rank Rame up there on the hypothetical list. 
I'm feeling bad that I didn't finish Crystal Chronicles. I didn't have anyone to play it with, which is not the ideal way to play it, but I do kind of wish that I had now. (laughs) Uh, I did too, and I also did not finish it. Yeah. I'm I'm just thinking the question here. Most successful villains, there's an issue there in the fact that most... I mean, in order to be successful, most villains have to actually destroy the planet. Mm. And there's only a few that actually manage to do anything like this. There's Raim, there's Kefka... Mm-hmm. It's probably the most successful Final Fantasy villain, bar none. Um, it's, one of those, it's one of those things where, like, the only way that they can be successful by any other metric is if, like, you're taking their success away after they've essentially caused a problem long ago. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, so, in, hmm. for the majority of games, the villain cannot be successful because otherwise that would be complete game over. <laughs> I mean... Unless Kef- they have multiple endings, but that's kind of yeah. cheating. <laughs> I mean, the only ones you can really count would be like Raim, Kefka, or Lavos, where they had their success, and now you're trying to get rid of them after that. <laughs> Lavos had a good time eating things. I mean, of course, granted, with Lavos, after that is kind of subjective being a four-dimensional or semi-four-dimensional entity. Oh, God. Uh, and then we also have to deal with the whole Time Devourer stuff and everything to do with Chrono Crosses. No, no, we, no, we don't. No, we don't. Madness. No, we don't. No, we don't. What we have to do then is we have to <laughs> declare the guy who made Chrono Cross to be the villain. <laughs> because he got, like... his, he got his personal fan fiction from Radical Dreamers canonized and built into a different game. I want to say, I feel like Masato Kato would probably find that reading interesting. Yeah. (laughs) A strange game. A strange strange response to Chrono Trigger being, the problem with Chrono Trigger was that it didn't resolve this thing by not including any of the people that that it mattered to. (laughs) Yes. Um, I mean, Chrono Cross, it killed off half, uh, killed off pretty much the entire main cast. And... the only, yeah. the only characters from Chrono Trigger who actually appear in person, sort of, are Robo as a subsection of a machine that he put himself into. It then and gets maybe, deleted. Yes, and then maybe Magus, depending on how you interpret that particular character. And especially, like, which is great because, like, depending upon which game you've most recently played, you might have different reasons to believe that, because uh, the developers seem to have some disagreements amongst themselves about what, how to interpret him. Didn't they add, like, a, yeah. a scene in, um... DS's bonus ending offer has a scene yes. that, ma- that explicitly, essentially, assigns him Guile as an identity, but, like... If you talk to Masato Kato at the time of Chrono Cross's release, he says, oh, we thought about making him Magus, but, like, didn't have time to flesh that out, and so he is not. He just sort of is related in some fashion. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, yeah, um... So, yeah, for successful villains, you'd have to start looking at the Penny Annie stuff, and just the characters who succeeded in whatever they wanted, and then went on and did other mm. stuff, or just retired. I mean, so you're looking at secondary villains, minor bosses. Um, Anyone that you end up thinking, huh, why didn't I fight that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. 
was thinking about something that happened. Oh, oh, I just thought of something, but it involves spoiling a game I just finished and that is less than a year old. Which game was that? Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. Hmm. Yeah, go, yeah, no, thank you. Um, I'm curious about that. Just let's leave that one off. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll just say that, like, depending upon how you uh, think about the end game, uh, nearly every, like, there ends up being some cross cross purposes between various villainous factions, and no matter what end game you pick, at least one of the villains got what they wanted. That's actually my nice way of doing it. That's a very Megaton way of doing it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sounds I've like really, a bit. That was that was one of the hardest final bosses I've played in a game. Like the final boss of Apocalypse is like I I was past the like when they released the game they offered a DLC it's free that just lets you break the level cap I was like 10 levels past the straight level cap and had like level 90 some odd demons and still had to go back redo all of my demons and come back with a new strategy to beat that final boss that sounds incredibly (laughs) yeah it's very very mega 10 okay the only other or okay never mind here's one for a villain who succeeded Ganondorf. Huh? Mm. Depending on the game, yes, definitely. Some of them, some games only exist because he succeeded and killed the hero. That's true. Yes. I mean, Ocarina of Time, you beat him at the end, but technically he succeeded in the middle. And that's why there's so many more games. It's like he succeeded at the point that it mattered most. You can't get rid of him anymore. Yes. And the effort that it took to defeat him in Ocarina of Time effectively splintered the timeline. Officially, that's how they decided to fit every single Zelda game into a single semi-chronology, is by saying Ocarina just cracked the timeline. <laughs> no repairing it, there's just three Zeldas now. Yep. So, so yeah, Ganon's, Ganon's pretty up there, actually. Yep. So, yeah. If you want to get really technical, Sephiroth did manage to bombard the planet with a meteor. Yeah, it's deliberately ambiguous at the end of FF7, and depending upon which writer you choose to ask, how much of humanity survived. So, I mean, granted, when you look at the image of meteor slowly crashing down, and all all the energy involved, and then 500 years later, there is still recognizable ruins of Midgard, Mm. you have to think... There had to be survivors. Yeah. Well, what about Final Fantasy VII Advent Children? Nope. Everyone's all cool. Uh, well, most, most of the arguments I had about this were years before Advent Children actually happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, Advent, Advent Children and Dirge of Cerberus, by consequence, bring in a lot of, like, oh, well... Let's, let's not talk about Dirge of Cerberus. And yet you want to talk about Advent Children? What? <laughs> well, at least I could... At least that's over in, like, an, uh, what, like an hour or something. And if you're smart, Dirge of Cerberus is also over in an hour because you throw the disc away. <laughs> Touche. How do you feel about Dirge of Cerberus lost chapter for your cell phone? Not for my cell phone. <laughs> oh, I doubt mine would play it. Nope. I don't think anything still plays it. It's one of those things that uh, all cell phone games are eventually lost to time. Yes, they yeah, should be. Wow. Well, I mean, some of them I would... I mean, I've got one that I've got a former cell phone on my Vita right now. Our former cell phone game on my Vita, so stuff does carry over. 
Let's see. Uh, Which game is that? Yushashisu. Oh, right. right. Hero right. must die. That's right. We've all played a recent cell phone port, actually, although it's a cell phone port of another of a non-cell phone game. Oh, Romancing Saga. Yeah. Secret of Mana. Yep. Uh, Adventures of Mana, I think, was originally a cell phone game. Yes, it was. Well, I mean, there was, there was a Secret of Mana port for smartphones. Yeah, but was there? Distinct from any yes, other was. version. Weird. So, uh, oh, right. Uh, uh, what the heck am I thinking? I played the heck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've played well, this. I only, I only sacrificed many hours <laughs> of my life to it. Yeah, and you know, and you want to know what happened? I got a new phone, and I couldn't figure out how to transfer my old save over. So it's like, well, remember that thing I said about cell phone games being lost to time? <laughs> yep. What? Well, I mean, it's that's not like why, that's why I like my hard copy games. Yeah. It's not like it was some janky Android phone or something. It was freaking Apple. <laughs> wow. In any case, um, but yeah, no, FF7, you get to that ending, and it's like, oh, he did summon Meteor, he almost managed to make himself, like, a horrible, immortal livestream monster. Yeah, I mean, that's more success than a lot. I mean, yeah. or, um, slightly farther into success, we have Emperor Matthias from Final Fantasy II, who... Oh, yeah. Who did manage to subjugate the world. And who, hell. And... <laughs> And who, when he was killed, he automatically fulfilled a contract which made him a prince of hell, and he came back to kill you. That's one of my favorite, like, you can say anything you want about FF2, but that that choice in, near the ending is just, wow. Well, my, my favorite part is the fact that the blood sword, which is otherwise the most useless weapon in the game, is actually the thing that does the most damage to the emperor. <laughs> That's that's a very like that team would make that decision. Yes. Yes. Plus, making it possible to dual wield blood swords. <laughs> uh, you've reached the end. You deserve an easy out. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I can think of many more villains who accidentally just wrecked everything by trying to, or trying too hard. Mm. But what what's his name from Final Fantasy Thirteen comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he kind of gets what he wants. I want to be dead. Now I'm dead. <laughs> true. That's true. Like, any villain that really just wants to get killed in the crossfire probably counts, although their definition of, like, success is a little skewed. Yeah. So, um... Hmm. Probably, like, some of the other Shin Megami Tensei games we could probably mention that aren't as spoilery as me bringing up Four Apocalypse. I was thinking any any uh, any Mega Ten game that includes Lucifer as a character yeah. probably counts, just because Lucifer may not actually be the villain of the game, but he's not, necess he's not a very nice person, or she is not, depending on the game, um, mm. and he or she always gets what they want. Yeah. Especially, uh, just thinking about how, like, Shin Megami Tensei 2 taking that to, like, the most, the fullest expression by virtue of the fact that even the law ending gets him, is getting him what he wants. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, Shin Megami Tensei 2 starts off with the law faction from the first game being dominant and almost 
to almost finished or almost at the completion of its grand cathedral, which will ensure the thousand year kingdom on Earth. Yeah. And you end Sometimes up having to think kill I should give one and two a proper playthrough, but they seem archaic enough that it would kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah. I tried to play the uh, cell phone port of one. It's just because they actually brought that to U.S. cell yeah. phones. Yes, yeah. but only iPhone, so I couldn't play it. Game mechanics, the game mechanics are painful, but the just the the range of the alignment system and just the plot as it continues in the second half of the game is like, okay, guys, how did you forget this between this and and Mega Ten Four? <laughs> So, uh, okay. Anyway, so, okay, Strawberry Eggs. Next question was, um, and to comment a bit on Contact for the DS, there was apparently going to be a Contact 2. But it's been many years, so I assume those plans fell through. As I recall, there wasn't even a platform announced for it at the time. As for my tangentially related question, what are other examples of vaporware RPGs that you know of? Uh, which ones would you most love to see actually come out? I would still love to see Bait um, and Kaito's DS realized, although that would have to be Bait and Kaito's 3DS or Switch at this point. So, mm. uh, vaporware RPGs. Mm, I would love to see. Uh, a lot a, of... oh, I, I was just going to say, it, I'd love to see another Bait and Kaito's or more RPGs with a card game theme. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, try Children of Zodiacs. That was cool. Um, but for vaporware RPGs, I definitely know were almost existed or could have existed. Uh, the first one is, would be Myth Three for Game Boy Advance. Oh yeah, color, whichever one it was. It was color. It was color, and that one only did not exist for lack of a publisher. Yeah, I know the. I've very occasionally had occasion to chat with one of the guys that worked on them. Yeah. And then the second one that comes to mind is Earthbound 64. Yes. Which, which couldn't exist because the console couldn't process it or didn't have the strength to process it and they couldn't get the peripheral done for to make it work. I will, I will never stop loving the fact that like after the game was cancelled, they considered putting it on, the, on a display at like Space World anyway just so that people could see what they had finished. Yes. And the third one is much more recent. It was King of Pirates from Ah, oh, Kayo. Yes. Um, that, where all we have are some screenshots of probably video sections starring a bunch of animal characters in Three Kingdoms period outfits. And oh. the hero would say, Yeah, it's a penguin. <laughs> a cute little penguin who wants to be the king of the pirates. I was rather disappointed when that one was officially canceled. That sounds like it would have been amazing. That oh, one, like, got an announcement, and then, yeah. like, nothing until four years later when they said, oh, it's not coming out. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I, I thought of a fourth one called um, Kronos Materia from Gust. Hmm. That one, that one, um, we had stuff coming in um, about it up to, like, two to three months before its official release date, and then we didn't hear anything for a year and a half, and it was suddenly canceled. <laughs> <laughs> But several of the mechanics that were evident in the in the material that we got for it seem to have been recycled for Gust and Atlas's collaborative um, Nora's studio on DS. Hmm. Hmm. Especially some of the, the time regression parts for Interesting. item crafting. 
So, I have no idea what happened to that one, but I'm willing to bet that it got lost in some of the stuff that ended up causing the Toei Ke- um, the Koei Tecmo merger with Gust or acquisition of Gust. It just seems to be about that timing. Yeah, like acquisitions and co- corporate reshufflings tend to push these things back around, or like move them around, or sometimes just kill them. No, I but remember. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking Cronus Materia was slated to come out well over a year and a half before the mer- the acquisition happened. Nope. So I'm wondering what was happening behind the scenes that caused this. Hmm. And whether or not it might be related to Gust suddenly being in the situation where it needs to be acquired. Uh, maybe yeah, they nearly becoming insolvent. Maybe they nearly yeah. went under. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, uh, yeah. Possible. Uh, okay, well, I was just thinking of the fifth one. Um, what was it? Oh, yes. Level 5. Ushiro. I think I've heard of this. Um, this one was announced about the same time as uh, Fantasy Life and Inokuni were originally. Mm-hmm. Um, this is back before 3DS even. It was a PlayStation Portable game, and it was about a... like a... a t- a 12-year-old looking god of death, like a little grim, grim reaper who rode around on uh, another character's back, um, like in an imitation of an old Japanese ghost story. And he could see ghosts haunting other people. Hmm. Yeah, it never happened, but it looked really cool. So. But yeah, of all of those, I think the only ones that might actually exist somewhere as vaporware are Mithri and Kronos Materia. Yeah, a lot of these, like, if you were to find where they had stopped, you would probably just find that, oh, there wasn't much game there to begin with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kayo, Ushiro, and uh, especially Earthbound 64, those are almost certainly cancelled in the concept stage. Earthbound 64 apparently got relatively far along based on the last interview that was given about it, which is a interesting one that involves Iwata, uh, Itoi, and, like, Miyamoto all talking about its failure together. But, like, they have differing opinions about how far it was from completion. Yeah. Um, considering the hardware they were making it for, I really don't think they could have ever finished it. Probably not. It's interesting, though, because it's, it's curious to look at it and then look at the release Mother 3 and being like, huh, you can see how this how one of these became the other. I admit yeah. to having a deep fondness for the surreality of the like primitive N64 3D graphics. Yeah. Well, this actually leads us to one of Budai's questions. How do you feel Nintendo's views on RPGs influenced the Nintendo 64? Maybe they weren't as popular in a pre-Final Fantasy VII world, but it seems the Nintendo 64 was not designed with the Japanese market in mind. And that I would say, it was definitely designed with the Japanese market in mind, it was just designed with the Japanese market of early 90s in mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, one of Nintendo's feature philosophies is wither tech, mm-hmm. where they don't necessarily go for the next huge big thing, they try to fall back on what they think works. And previously, they had been seriously burned on disc-based systems, so they were really, really cautious about going into that. So they decided to 
make something that would be the next step up of their old cartridge based systems. I think at one point they actually intended to launch it as the Ultra Famicom. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That sounds about right. So and so they just completely misread the current state of technology, which is how Sony got in because Sony helped. Oh, or originally Sony collaborated them with them on a prototype disc-based system. That yeah. PlayStation. And hey, Secret of Mana was originally going to be a game on said disc-based system. Yeah. Big old cut-up I scenario. Think I think that was the disc-based system before that, because they they had the disc add-ons for Famicom, and mm-hmm. they were thinking about doing something similar for Super Famicom, and realized that they didn't need to do that. Yeah. The thing with Sony may have been part of their planning for the next generation. Ah, uh, yeah. To try and compete with the gen- um, with whatever Sega was coming up with at the time. I think my favorite thing about the Famicom disc system and the N sixty four DD is that they ultimately both became unnecessary for the same reason, which was that like they were not big enough increases in cart in like mem- like storage capacity to overcome like. Well, eventually, you can just make larger ROM chips. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's why the the Super Nintendo disk system never happened, is because they just realized you could just keep upgrading the cartridges. And then you had and, all the, nice, the niceties that cartridges do provide, which is... Yes. You know. And up to that point, the CD-based systems just were not perf- showing the levels of performance that Nintendo felt justified switching over. Especially because, like, the optical drive by itself was an expensive mechanical part and point of failure. Yeah. So, from that point of view, it does make sense that Nintendo would not really want to be going into a disc-based format. Except that, again, right after they made this decision, the disc-based format suddenly dropped massively in price. Hmm. They made it ex- and- this decision at the exact wrong time. Exactly. So, yeah... Uh, it's not that, it's not that the that they weren't interested in RPGs, because if you look at the Super Famicom's library, they most assuredly were. It wasn't that they were not designed with Japanese market, because it definitely was. It was just for the wrong generation of market. Well, that's it. Yeah, it was the wrong generation. Yeah. Like you, you do have like the uh, infamous like quotes from Yamauchi, but at the same time, that was also partially the RPGs had already left. So, yes. he didn't care about burning I, bridges was, that had already been crossed. <coughs> say, that, that really did stink of sour grapes. Yeah, it's very much like, a, we don't need you. We don't need anyone. But, yeah, it makes sense that some of the most um, text-intensive and coding-complex games on the market would go for the system with the highest memory space. Mm-hmm. So didn't stop at least one studio from pitching an M64 version of FF7, which is a truly bizarre idea. I think they did it as much just for the attention and to show their model. Well, they successfully got a contract on the other game they pitched, RE2, but it was a very strange, very late-life port. (laughs) That would have been weird... Was it supposed to fit on one cart? RE2 is a good port, though. Yeah, it's a good port. I just... I don't know how they would have pulled off uh, compression upon compression upon compression it would have been probably kind of awful (laughs) 
It probably would have involved a lot of very blurry looking backgrounds and very, very compressed FMVs. Yeah, especially, yeah. Well, they could have made it multi cart. That's the worst idea I've ever <laughs> Please, <laughs> if you devote your entire. So you wouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Devote your entire controller pack to this. Okay, and, and this leads into Shaman's comments from last week. Starting, Quest mm-hmm. 64 is crap. Discuss. <laughs> like, I don't know that that really didn't merit further discussion, because it is crap. In I fact, mean, this is pretty much a tautology, so we're moving on to actual question. <laughs> Accepting that the comparison is roughly similar to comparing apples in a disc wallet, is the original Paper Mario or Ogre Battle 64 the best RPG for the Nintendo 64? Ogre Battle 64. <clears throat> wow. Well, it really depends on what you're looking for, because if you're looking for accessibility, fun, and cuteness than Paper Mario. If you're looking for strategy, complexity, and an epic storyline, Ogre Battle 64. If you're looking for anything else, you're not looking on the Nintendo 64, because those are the only two really decent RPGs. Uh, What if I'm looking for aliens being... Accepting the Zeldas, because we are not getting into that particular argument. Okay, okay. What if I okay. want aliens being wrestled by a man by a man pretending to be another completely different man? Because then I'm going to play Hybrid Heaven. <laughs> what? Yep. Someone else remembers. Someone remembers that Hybrid Heaven happened. What was Hybrid Heaven? Hybrid Heaven was a Konami sort of action RPG-ish construct that. Uh, For Nintendo 64. A, yeah. Okay then. The number of RPGs and RPG-like games on that system now can be counted on more than one hand. Okay, cool. Uh, never heard of it. It's a it's a strange game. Like, it has platforming elements. It's a much more actiony game, but it has like a weird RPG combat system. It's very strange. Weird. My favorite thing I've ever seen in the eBay listing is a miss. Like a it was labeled as. Ebay search labeled it as Mario Kart 64, but the listing said Hybrid Heaven and showed a picture of it with the uh, under with the description "I drew a mustache on it." <laughs> he had drawn a mustache on it. <clears throat> Did you buy well, it? Then. I wish I had. It was cheap, and I should have. <sighs> so it's a Konami game. Okay. Yep. Konami Osaka, which was basically their You Go Poop Out N64 games studio. They did uh, frickin' Goemon as well. Mm. But yeah, it's a weird, weird game. It's not great, but it's interesting, so I'll give it that. It's one over on every other bad RPG on the N64. Well, it's not Quest 64. It's not Quest 64, it's not Aiden Chronicles, the first mage. I'm going to mention that in every episode forever now. Aiden what the what? Aiden Chronicles, the first mage. You're just making that up. That's no, no, we've discussed this one before, and Have it we? is off. Oh, I keep bringing it up, and I think Wheels keeps forgetting it, because it's the single most generic title any game has ever had. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's still one of the now half dozen RPG or RPG-like games on the Nintendo 64. (laughs) And it's so bad. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Let's just say that when we have an argument of which Nintendo 64 RPG is better, Paper Mario or Ogre Battle 64, 
we're having this argument because there are no other contenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to play uh, Ogre Battle 64 properly. I think I rented it once back in the day and didn't fully understand it. So. Yeah, I rented it once back in the day and got pretty far in it, but I really wish I could have finished it. But yeah, like my my actual walkthrough, so I could figure out which step to take to actually unlock some of the better stuff later on. Gotta understand the chaos frame. Yeah, isn't that what they call the morality in that chaos frame? Maybe. That sounds correct. I, I was thinking more along the lines of like on a specific day on the calendar, you can go to this one lo- town in this one map to get a like one of the elemental stones. Yeah, yeah, that too. Stuff like that. There is a my, ton of missable stuff in that game. Yeah, my ogre experience is mostly commi- is mostly uh, limited to tactics ogre, so I need to give ogre battle in all its forms a better shot. Yes, you do. Wow. Okay, so looking over the rest of the questions, Lola Whoops has some great questions that would be an entire podcast by themselves. That tends to be how Lola Whoops oh, operates, yeah. Sweet yeah so we'll just say, how about we just save his for next week? Agreed. Um, <laughs> Especially since it's all best, best stuff. Like yeah, it. this gives us some time to think about it, because I was looking at these, and I was like, I could be ta- thinking about this for an hour and still not have a proper answer I was satisfied with. Okay, well, here's the last one from just this morning from Budai, or just this morning for me from Budai. Which Final Fantasy games have you not beaten? Not counting 11 and 14, 2 is the only one waiting for me to finish. I vow to get to that someday. Now I just need to look at the mini version and decide which one. Hmm. Let's see. All the PS1 ones got done. 10. I don't think I've completed 12. I've gotten close. Let's see. I know that I have definitely finished 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. Possibly multiple each. At least twice. Um, 1, 2, and 3. I can't remember if I actually beat them or just got to the final levels and gave up. I actually no. I know I never actually got to Cloud of Darkness in Final Fantasy three. I just decided no. I got to the final dungeon of Final Fantasy three, and when I like it was the DS version that had just come out, and I was like, yes, I need to go through this. Then I get to that, I see what it entails, and I'm like, nope, and never finished or played it again. Wow. I never even touched the DS version. I'm talking about emulating the Nintendo original Famicom version, yeah, which was even worse. They actually the positive thing was you could save scum on the save states. Yeah, <laughs> and you playing it on original hardware like would be worse. Um, but yeah, um, let's see. I actually I was just talking about the Emperor for Final Fantasy Two, so I, I guess I did actually beat that one eventually. I never <laughs> bothered to finish Final Fantasy One, though I really enjoyed Eight Bit Theater back in the day. If you remember that comic strip. Oh, oh man, that brings me back. <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about about that. Oh the ruins God. of old internet. Yes. So yeah. So I I I really wished that had been the plot of the actual game. <laughs> it would have been far more interesting. Um, so speaking, huh. um, we could have added villains who were actually successful. We could add Princess Sarah from Final Fantasy One. <laughs> Amphitheater with the actual plot line. I'll accept this into canon. Yes. Agreed. Um, so that that's, are- I guess that's. Um, Played most of one, beat two, most of three, beat four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Got to Mount Gagazet on Final Fantasy X. Oh, here's the story. Um, that was the first game my brother and I played on the PlayStation 2, but it was a rental PlayStation 2. And we did not realize the need for save cards. 
So we just played oh, all the way through that game without saying <laughs> what. So the first, the first time we managed to get to the calm lands, and then we got taken out by a uh, a Marlboro. Yeah, I was thinking that's going to be what does it. The second time, same rental period, we we managed to make it all the way to Mount Gagazet right after that, and we died on the big villain Seymour uh, Flux. Yeah, Seymour Flux, the one where he decide he likes to cast a zombie on people and then kill you with cure spells. Um, yes, Seymour Flux is basically the game pulling, uh, testing whether you have whether Tidus is far enough in his sphere grid to get uh, Hastka. Yeah, like that's the only way you're getting enough turns to counteract that. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's that's the extent that I've played Final Fantasy X. We never tried to get past that. Um, Eleven and fourteen, I really don't do the online games very much because I know that I will never escape that rabbit hole if I dive down it. <laughs> what Final Fantasy fourteen only has like ten million subscribers at this point. There's no rabbit hole. It's a very big rabbit. It's a it's a rabbit hutch. Yeah. Actually, it's more that it's a prairie dog town. Is what it is. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, wait a minute. you don't have prairie dogs in Connecticut, do you, Wheels? No. Oh, well. No. There, there's a, there's a prairie dog town about 20 miles from my sister's house in Oklahoma, and uh, we took my wife there to see it uh, last time we were visiting, and there's seven. About five digits worth of prairie dogs living in that area. Oh my god! Yeah, there's a lot of prairie dogs up there. Um, just living in the nice little organized town, which is why it's called a town for the unit instead of a herd or anything. Um, but um, okay, back to the Final Fantasies. Final Fantasy twelve. My brother showed off how easy it was to never die in the last level of that game when I visited one year for Christmas. <laughs> Um, I never actually played any of the rest. Um, Final Fantasy Thirteen, I did beat the first one. That's... Never played, never played Thirteen Two. Don't, played don't, demo don't. Thirteen Three. <laughs> don't play Two. Yeah. It's evil. Evil. I currently do not have any system capable of playing Fifteen. So, See, yeah. for the modern ones to bring it to full account, I have. I got to chapter 11 of 13, set it down, and was never interested enough to get back into it. Understandable. Yeah. It's just like, oh, here's the open area. I Well, now that the game's not pushing me forward anymore, I realized I don't care that much. So I'm done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for, me, for me, as usual, since I'm playing it without Japanese or without English support, I'm usually translating and localizing in my head as I go, and very often the story turns out to be a lot more interesting in my head than it is for anybody else playing it in English. <laughs> so, um, but, let's see, going into the spin-offs, I played Final, I beat Final Fantasy Tactics. I got most of the way through Tactics Advance. I don't, I need to get back to that sometime. Tactics Advance 2, I just finally just sold that thing back. Because I got fed up with the I got fed up with its law system. Hmm. So after the after the side mission where you have to go to an area that has the law, no status ailments, and defeat a pack of Marlboros. <laughs> with the caveat that even if it's the other side breaking the law, 
you still lose the battle. <sighs> and I'm like, yeah, no, this this does not fly. Goodbye. Okay. Um, where did I play Dirge's Cerberus? I never beat it. Uh, what else? What were some of the other spinoffs? Crystal Ten Chronicles. No, okay, never played Crystal Chronicles. I I did own Ten Two for a short while and then sold it off in my one of my backlog purges. So I never got around to it. Did you I'm play the DS sequel to Final Fantasy Twelve? Oh. Wings? Uh, no, I never played that one either. Also, that barely even counts as an RPG. It's an RTS. I mean, there is a fine line between the two sometimes. Technically, Ogre Battle's an RTS. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, any others? I mean, obviously, the Final Fantasy Legends and Final Fantasy Adventure, if you want to count those as spinoffs. Beat all of those multiple times, multiple systems, multiple versions. Uh, I'll, call, I'll call original Game Boy Final Fantasy Adventure a spinoff, given that it actually has the name Final Fantasy Gaiden. Yeah. And it has a chocobo. Yeah. And you turn into a Moogle. <laughs> it's important. Of course, you turn into Moogles in Sec- Secret of Mana as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it even has Moogle Town. Or Moogle Village. <coughs> Finishing out my accounting, I don't think I ever finished one. If I finished two, it was long enough ago that I need to reevaluate it. I'm never touching three again. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine are all accounted for. Ten is finished. Ten two is finished. Uh, didn't play any significant portion of thirteen two. Played about halfway through Lightning Returns. Probably would play it again if it showed up on something else. But don't feel like digging up my PS3. Have not finished fifteen only because my TV is broken and trying to play that inside the jury rig setup I have now would destroy me. So one day. One day. Uh, I think the only main so the main titles I haven't finished uh, like the direct spin-offs I have not finished Lightning Returns although it is way better than 2 even though I haven't finished it I can tell you that um, it's one of those where if they had just changed the main character and the plot enough to make it separate it would probably sold better it would oh, have been yeah, Valkyrie yeah. Profile 3 exactly yeah. um, have not actually finished 15 I got all the way to the end and got distracted by something else then, and yeah, have not. 15, 15 hurts that. me because I love what I've played, but I can't finish it because of the setup, so one day. Yeah, and also, uh, there's been so many updates and additions that it's almost like a completely different game now. I think they've said that they're going to have more DLC up through like 2019, so. Oh my god. I got a lot of episodes for that planned, and I'll probably, like, once I have everything set up, I'll probably play all of them. <laughs> Let's see what else. Have not finished Type Zero because it's garbage. Oh, don't even bring that game up. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is on topic. Mm. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> I didn't finish that one. I got, like, halfway through, and I decided that I hated basically everything about it. It's, it's trash. It's It's trash. Um, Dissidia. Oh, uh, yeah, I have not finished Dissidia. Although I've I played had a ton to of finish it. Dissidia 012 for reasons. Oh, yes! I don't enjoy the story mode of that game. 
It's not great. Well, I mean, you don't really play fighting games for the story mode usually. Yeah, people seemed upset when I expressed that opinion. <laughs> well, some of the vampires your story modes were kind of fun. Yeah, well, Darkstalkers as a whole was crazy enough to make it work. Yeah. I enjoy knowing about things like Street Fighter canon because you under like when you play when you play them there's no story but when you read about what their extended canon is it's completely blisteringly insane. But yes, not really games you play for the story. You just find out about the story and wonder what the hell was go- how the hell that was <laughs> happening in the background of what you were playing. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, let me see what else I have not finished. I have not finished Tactics Advanced 2. Finished the other two Tactics games. I've no, finished regular Tactics, but not proper Advanced or Advanced uh, 2. I don't think I, although I've played a ton of them, I don't think I've finished any of the Crystal Chronicle games except for... Can you guess which one? The Crystal Bears. Correct. I love that game. Wonderfully. Which one was... Which game was it where you were essentially a superhero? Yeah, that's, that's uh, Crystal Bears. Crystal Bears. That's so, the one with the telekinesis. <coughs> yeah. yeah, I beat that game. It's a lot of fun. Um, I own that game because Wheels was ranting about how much he loved it. It's so fun. Uh, I have not beaten Final Fantasy Explorers because it is also trash garbage. Um, I assume that must have a story, I guess. It's pretty much just Monster Hunter in Final Fantasy mode, right? It's yeah, it's bad Monster Hunter. <laughs> but I just I assume that it has a story, not one of consequence, but it must have one. Yeah, I guess. it does. It does. But who has finished Chocobo Racing? That truly is the most important Final Fantasy. Well, I did try playing Chocobo and the Magic Picture Book. And oh, I think that came out here here as like Final <laughs> Fantasy Fables. Yes. Uh, possibly yes, um, but it's just. All it is is a collection of mini games, mm-hmm. some of which are easier to play than others, and I just got tired of it. Mm-hmm. It's a cutesy mini game collection. Uh, uh, yeah, I've I've played a ton of Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, I need yeah. to need to polish off fifteen finally because I, I like I said I'm at the end of the game. I just got to like the final area and was a little under leveled and. This didn't feel like grinding, so... I cannot imagine kind of reaching the end of that game under-leveled. I was, I was like level 70 in Chapter 3. <laughs> well, I kind of got caught up in the story probably earlier than I needed to, so... Uh, I had an unhealthy relationship with how much I love the game's world, so I would just take every side quest, because that's an excuse to wander around its world. It's just a great world, and the the best thing about it is it's not just... It's like not just a good Final Fantasy game. It's like a love letter to the entire series. I just enjoyed that I could name my Chocobo, and so I named him Robert EO Speedwagon. <laughs> nice. See, the Final Fantasy 15 world is called EO, so it was a bad joke. I really want to play uh, Final Fantasy 15 Portable. Oh, yeah, the Pocket Edition. Yeah. That looks like a relatively good cell phone game. Yeah, I'm hoping that'll come out to Switch or something, because uh, there's no way I'll ever play it on my iPhone, and apparently my Android tablet is not powerful enough to, to actually run it, so... Put uh, both Final Fantasy 15s on Switch, somehow. 
Uh... They swear they're trying. They swear. <laughs> okay. I want to see the resulting monstrosity. I need to see I it. I mean, they got they they got Doom on there. They're apparently getting Wolfenstein on there. Uh, so uh, I guess if your engine's scalable, like you can try. <coughs> yeah, I be- I believe a uh, a first-person shooter's engine to be more scalable than. Uh, the engine. Whatever. Well, Whatever. I'm blaming id tech in general. But, yeah. uh, like, id tech 6 is probably, like, a very capable engine, whereas I don't, like, FF15 seems to have been largely made in an in-house engine that seems to be being discontinued in all other fashions, so... <laughs> Good luck. I appreciate their uh, bravado in bringing up, yeah, we tried just dumping the code on and seeing what happened. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, yeah, it was made in Luminous Studio. Oh, randomly, another one I haven't finished. Um, the DS version of Final Fantasy IV. Oh, yeah, I've never played that. Yeah, I, I, I beat that one. It had some incredibly superfluous touchscreen games. Yeah. It's, it's, a nice, it's a nice little version of it, though. It's kind of sad they never got around to doing the same thing for f- 5 and 6. Mm. Well, they did do the um, slight graphical upgrade for 6, but everybody started complaining about the, the outlines of the sprites. Yeah. I mean, it looks okay. It's not the worst. Not the best, obviously, but not the worst. Did anyone brave the after years? Briefly. Oh yeah, I played that on the cell phone. Okay. I I actually wrote the site's uh, initial impression, Mm. where (laughs) I was saying, "Don't expect a regular game out of this. Um, Just take it for what it is." And apparently, I was very eloquent because in the regular podcast that week, they were really enjoying my the words I used for some reason. I remember that (laughs) much. Um, but it was one of those where it was so very much designed to be an episodic game on a cell phone mm-hmm. and played a certain way, and that did not translate at all to any other sort of platform. Did anyone play the 3D remake of the After Years released for iOS, Android, and PC in, like, 2015 after no one cared? No. No. Did you? No, no, I did not. <laughs> Like, the only version of it I technically own is that it came along with my PSP version of FF4, so it was like, well, I guess I own this. I don't think I ever played more than a few minutes of it. That Oh, man, that one also came with the interlude, which is a significantly... It's a, a more superfluous piece of content. <laughs> which has never been released in any other capacity, because it does... It adds nothing. It's, it's basically the prequel to the sequel, right? <laughs> Yeah, it just exists like, oh, what was happening between FF4 and the After Years? It turns out nothing. Nothing was happening. There was no story here. Then why did, why did you need to make a game of that? I don't know. Why? It's not a long scenario. It's not an interesting scenario. It's just a bunch of reused assets from the PSP versions of FF4 and the After Years. Oh, that sounds so bad. Sounds so very, very bad. 
it's not worth your time. It's not... Like, it could be worse. I mean, it could be a truly detestable game. It's just an entirely superfluous piece of content. Mysterious <sighs> origins of Theodore. Okay, any uh, anything else in Final Fantasy? Any other games um, we haven't finished? If we, keep, finished? if we want to keep listing games, we can find a lot of games none of us has ever played. Yeah, we probably don't need to go through like every last one. We don't have to bring up Dice to Chocobo. What? Well, you just did now, so what is that? <laughs> Dice to Chocobo, I think that's a Final Fantasy Thanksgiving feast. <laughs> wow. Dark. Dice yeah. to Chocobo was a uh, PlayStation GBA thing. Oh, apparently uh, re-released on GBA's Chocobo Land, a game of dice. <laughs> it's a it's a like board game. It's a digital board game. Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty easy to scratch off as I finished it. I played a round of it. It was bad, probably. I have the yeah. only digital board game I need. It sounds like one of the Itadaki Street games. Yeah, it, what I'm seeing. There's a new one coming out. A new one coming out where Jessica from Dragon Quest Eight is being chased around by a lovelorn Kefka. In the in wow, the, it's really funny. What's that coming out for? Itadaki Street. It's for Vita, I think. Excuse me, I have to go make an unrelated um, pre-order. Deeply related. <laughs> Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy 30th Anniversary. Yeah, the 30th Anniversary <coughs> game, which uh, is out for PS4 and Vita. Hmm. It's released in Japan in October of 2017. They sometimes bring these over as Fortune Street. I'm curious if they try that one. Nah, I doubt it. Looks like they haven't. Uh, like a lot of these, when they come out, they come out really quick on the heels of the most recent one of the Japanese release. I think and they only brought the one over, and uh, I don't think it did well. They brought over one of the smartphone games as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Fortune but, Street Smart. Yeah. They brought uh, they brought it over for the Wii, and uh, I remember seeing it on clearance for. Uh, a long time after its release, so I don't think it did well. Yeah. Just from anecdotal evidence. It's a little sad, but I've, ac I've actually seen it in in a few targets, like recently. Still, still, yes. There still had copies. Seeing, uh, seeing a new a new copy of awful PS2 action game, Death by Degrees, in a Target yeah. like six years after that game came out. Although it was still marked Is at fifty dollars, so. There you go. <laughs> so that's probably why they still have them laying around. No one knows what this is, but we <laughs> will not mark it down for love nor money. <laughs> but yeah, we probably aren't getting any future Itadaki Streets unless someone gets a wild hair about it. Yeah, I mean, you haven't gotten any of the Dragon Quest ones or Final Fantasy ones yet, so... Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I need to get going soon because I need to pick up my daughter from 
Oh, we should probably wrap this up then. Well, that was <laughs> the last question. So yes, let's wrap this up. Um, you can well, send. Well, at least last to that one that we're doing today, because otherwise we will be extending this for another two hours. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but hey, we record more often now, so it's easy. It's easier to delay questions because you won't not be hearing your question answered for like a month. So. We are finally outpacing people's uh, ability to consume the content. Yes. So, uh, yeah, send us que- questions on the forums. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at AskWheels. Gaijin is not on Twitter. Wise choice. Smart man. As he keeps saying, yes. And uh, uh, fanboy Master, if you want to try to follow me, I'll probably approve it quickly, so whatever. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so uh, you can still send us your 64 related questions since we only really got the one. And uh, I'm still waiting for you people to ask something about the Commodore 64. So did I you have one of these as a child? Or? I did. Oh, it was plugged into my TV. I had the giant floppy drive. It played some the floppy drive that's an it. entire other computer unto itself. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Oh, dear. That ah. they had to like make last minute changes to because there were bugs in it, so it doesn't read anything very quickly. Yeah, we had like educational ish games that were like cartridges you plug in the back of the thing. Uh, I had to learn to run things through freaking BASIC, which was you love Commodore BASIC. Confusing. It was a blue screen. It was ah, it was it was kind of shit. But okay, we, we, we need to let this finish so that Gaijin can go okay. off and do important things. Uh, so yes, then um, we will see you next time. And uh, yeah. apologies for my coughing. I'm getting no over worries. some sort Just of take thing. care of yourself, Gills. Enjoy the material. Okay? All right. So. Adios. Adios. <laughs>